the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Allison Nebby. Allison is a student in our full-time MBA class of 2024, and she is also the VP for admissions for the Graduate Women in Business Club, or GWIB, as it's known here at Darden. Allison and I recently connected to talk more about her background, what led her to Darden, GWIB's plans for the year ahead, what she's looking forward to in her second year, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Allison Nevy. Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's good to be here. It's great to talk with you. How's everything going? How are you doing? Things are pretty good. Um, enjoying Q4 so far. Um, it's all electives this quarter, and so I got to choose all my courses. And I'm also taking on new leadership roles, which has kept me busy, but it's it's all really exciting new stuff. It's, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to talk with some of the first-year students about the shift from Q3 to Q4. Obviously, quarters one through three, for folks who know a little bit about the Darden experience, you're with the same group of people the whole time. You're with your section. And then in Q4, you're taking electives. And so you don't see your section mates quite like you used to. Um, and, and that can be a little bit of like a, getting used to that. It might take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's been the hardest part, I would say, is I just got so used to seeing my section mates every day that now I feel like I have to schedule time to catch up with them. Or when I see them in the hallways, I get extra excited. But it has been nice to take classes with new people. I'm, I'm meeting new first years and building those connections. And there's a lot of opportunities for group projects in the elective. So that's been great so far. Um, any classes that you're taking that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, a few. Um, one that I was in today um, is taught by Martin Davidson, who's an awesome professor here. It's called, wait, it's Leadership diversity and leveraging difference. We call it LDLD for short. Um, And it's just kind of breaking down what people typically think of when they hear diversity or DEI and um, giving us certain frameworks and certain tools to bring into the workplace and kind of have tougher conversations. And um, it's just been a really, really awesome class so far. That's great. All right. Well, um, let's get right into the conversation. We've got a lot of ground uh, to cover. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about you. Who are you and what's your background? What did you do before Darn? Yeah. So I grew up in Southern California, a town called Thousand Oaks. Um, And then I played soccer growing up. So I played college soccer at Amherst College, which is in Western Massachusetts. Uh, It's a small liberal arts college, Division Three. Um, absolutely loved it there. Um, I was an economics major and Spanish double major. And I went into um, something called transfer pricing, which is at PwC in Boston. And transfer pricing is essentially helping multinational corporations with their intercompany transactions. So we did some reports that they could have on hand for the tax authorities. We did some consulting, some forward-looking work for them. Um, So I did that for four years. Having the liberal arts background that I did, um, I always felt like I was learning on the job quite a bit, which I did enjoy, but I did want to go back to school to get that more technical framework, which I'm sure a lot of people share a similar um, reason for going to business school. And Darden quickly stood out to me as the best spot for me personally. Yeah, I want to go back a little ways in your story. So West Coast to... East Coast, I imagine, um, did you, was that intentional? Did you know you wanted to get out of California, get out of the West Coast for college? 
Yes, people always think, um, they're always questioning, how could I ever leave the beautiful weather? Uh, My sister and I were both the same. We both wanted to leave, not because we didn't love growing up there, but my, our mom actually has roots in Massachusetts. She grew up on Cape Cod, which is the beachy part of Massachusetts. And so we grew up visiting our relatives there. And um, there's just a lot of good colleges there. I, I liked, I was attracted to the Four Seasons and so I think I'm kind of converted to the East Coast for life. We'll we'll see, though. All right. So you, you know that you want to pursue an MBA. You mentioned being a liberal arts major and kind of feeling like you had gaps. Um, how did you figure out when was the right time for you? I think this is always one of these things students wrestle with. Yeah, I honestly had always considered business school as part of my career trajectory. My parents actually met at business school at UCLA. So that's part of why we were raised in the LA area. Um, And to your point, it's a matter of when. I was itching to get back to school immediately after I graduated. I just love learning. And so I really wanted to make sure that when I did arrive at business school, that um, it kind of meant more to me in the sense that I kind of built up my expertise in the, in the work that I did do and that I was managing people. So getting to that point where I was managing people two or three years, my junior. Um, and then when I go into leading organizations classes or management classes, um, I actually had real world experience that, that I could, I would get more out of the learning. Like I think of some of my classmates who have seven, eight years of work experience and they just have so much to offer to the classroom discussion. So I knew that I, I wanted to stay long enough in my um, in my role to develop myself and bring more to the classroom and then ultimately learn more through my MBA. How did you learn about DART? Um, good question. I mean, I was thinking about lots of different business schools um, and kind of giving myself time to reflect. I was, you know, COVID times 2020, I, I was like, I was itching to go back to business school someday. And so I really wanted to go to a school where um, it was sort of outside of a city where a community could be built and fostered in a really inclusive way. And then I also wanted somewhere that took academics really seriously, um, which obviously um, Darden does really well with their faculty, their classroom experience. And um, the case method too stood out to me as a differentiator. My educational experience at Amherst College was very discussion-based, and I was surprised at how much I learned from my classmates, sometimes even more so than the professor. And so I knew that the case method would kind of mirror that style of learning that I loved so much. And so um, with time, it became clear to me that Darden was was the best fit for me. Yeah, I've really enjoyed talking with students on the podcast about what led them to Darden. I do think there's some themes that run across these episodes. One of the things that is pretty consistent from student to student is just students have a passion for learning. They really enjoy school. They want to be in a place where school is front and center. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So you come to Darden, you're a brand new MBA student. What was the what was the learning curve like for you uh, adjusting to graduate business school? Yeah, it was definitely um, an adjustment. I. Um, I did Darden before Darden, which is a great experience. It's essentially a seven-day mini case experience. So you have some accounting, some finance, some economics, and some decision analysis classes. And the schedule mimics a typical um, core schedule. There's also additional workshops with professors on Excel and 
um, more concepts diving in a little bit deeper and you have a learning team. So it really mimics the core experience. And to me, that really helped me adjust once day one of Q1 hit. Um, it, I mean, people have said this all the time. I feel like in the stuff I used to watch when I was a prospective student about Darden, there's just so much going on. There's class and wanting to read every case fully and be fully prepared for every class wanting to recruiting kicks off late September, at least for, for me, it did. And then having that time constraint um, and then also making those new friends and building, building that community. So it can feel like you, uh, it can feel hard to, to juggle it all and to balance it all and feel like you're giving enough to each one while also taking care of yourself and getting that rest and exercise that we typically want. And so sometimes with working, it's sort of like maybe there's less, um, things to juggle. Um, whereas at Darden, there's, there's a lot. So, but it, it's all very energizing stuff. So it's really just, um, prioritizing and, and putting your, putting your health first at the end of the day as well. Yeah. It feels like Darden students have quite a bit of opportunity to practice prioritizing prioritization. What's most important right now. Uh, how did you figure out what schedule worked for you or how to make all these things, uh, coexist together? Yeah, um, still working on it. I, I I think it kind of shifts based on the day, based on the week. Um, so I, I recruited for consulting, which um, a lot of folks at Darden do. And so it kind of kicked off late September. And from late September to early January, recruiting consulting was probably up, of my top priorities. Um, I, I still went to every class and was, you know, as prepared as was feasible for every class. But sometimes I, I would go to class and I would say, okay, I I spent 20 minutes preparing for class today. I feel ready, but I'm really going to lean on my classmates today and really engage and, you know, be locked in so that I get a lot out of this class so that I'm prepared for the next one. And so sometimes you just have to set aside as much time as you can. And um, maybe that means, you know, staying in on a Thursday night if you feel like that's just what you need to feel energized for the next day. And so um, it's a push and a pull. And then fortunately in Q3 and Q4, um, I felt like I've had a lot more time to devote to some of those social activities that maybe I pulled back from in Q2 for, for my own wellness. Um, but but yeah, it, it, it's been a learning experience. And I think it's good preparation for what a lot of us are going to face in our careers after Darden as well. Yeah, that, that feels accurate. I don't think life slows down after Darden. I, I don't think things necessarily get easier. Uh, you're going to be taking on more responsibility and, of course, growing over the course of your career. Um, so you mentioned, you know, here you are, quarter four, you're taking your classes now, you're taking electives, and you started to get involved with some club leadership activities. Um, tell us more about the clubs and organizations that you're involved with. Yeah, sure. So the two main club leadership positions I have that I, I just got last month, um, GWIB VP of Admissions, and then Consulting Club VP of Education, and that's a co-VP position. Um, so on GWIB, so a little bit of background, my first year, I served as a section gender equity rep. And so there was one from each section. And essentially, you're sort of working with the GWIB board so that they can have eyes and ears into the first year class, into the section classroom. Um, think about like recruiting stuff, community building stuff, all, all around. Um, we're sort of like their liaison. And also I did a lot of community building stuff within my section and the women in my section in particular. 
And so I knew that I wanted to run for, for GWIB board leadership. Um, admissions to me really stood out in particular because I remember being on the other side of things. And I remembered how intentional the admissions team was. Um, there's a, a women's one-on-one -on -one mentorship program that Darden has where I got the opportunity to speak with a second ear on the phone before applying to Darden. And that to me was really enlightening into what Darden is really like. And having her take the time out of her day to chat with me for 30 minutes and just, I, I had no idea about a lot of the stuff that she told me about how inclusive it was, um, how similar it was to a liberal arts um, undergrad education. And so to me, I really wanted to just pay it forward and do that role and be on the other side and help to match those those one on one pairings, among other things, and really just driving more women to Darden. Um, and then on the consulting club board side, I really enjoyed learning how to do the case interview, which is a big component um, in the interview process. And I actually really had fun with it. And um, each time you had a one-on-one -on -one case practice with someone, I felt like it was an opportunity to kind of get to know them, work with them to solve a problem. And so I, you know, think I can do a good job, hopefully teaching the incoming first years how to better case interview um, and build some of that curriculum with Sid, who's my co-VP. So those are my two main leadership roles. I think I'll be I'll be busy, but both of them really speak to me. That's great. I guess you had a limited amount of time. So if you're going to take something on, it better be something that's personally important to you. Yes. Well, tell us just a little bit more about GWIB, uh, Graduate Women in Business Club. We talked about it here on the podcast, but for some of our listeners, this may be a new club. So tell us more about GWIB. Yeah. So GWIB stands for the Graduate Women in Business, and I have their mission statement here, is that GWIB empowers women and our allies to fully express themselves by creating inclusive spaces and experiences. And it goes on, but essentially around community building, building gender equity, and relationships with the alumni network. And so essentially, it's just an, uh, a club for self-identifying women who like for a, a chance to kind of cover everything from academics to recruiting to community building. So kind of the three main pillars we always talk about at Darden. Uh, but just recognizing that business school is um, historically a male-dominated environment. So really just giving um, women the space to gather, build community, build bonds. Um, there's a GWIB conference, so that's a chance to network with women alumni, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, it's an awesome club and just really excited going into next year and, and meeting the first year women. Yeah, I was curious what, I know it's early. I mean, you just found out that you were going to be VP of admissions. Um, what are you thinking about goals for next year? I'm sure the board has already started to have some conversations. So early, early plans that you can share here on the podcast? Yep. Yeah. So we really, um, we're really proud of what the second year, the outgoing board did in to support us. So we want to continue a lot of the mentorship programs um, and community programs that they started. Um, but in terms of things we want to do more, we want to build more community among the first year women, like across sections and really have more programming around that. Um, there's also a lot of educational opportunities in the works, working with professors. Um, we just had Women in Business Week at the end of March, and one of the workshops was negotiations for women. And so one of our negotiations professors, um, she led a workshop specifically around um, challenges that women may face when negotiating. So just things like that, 
um, we're really looking to continue and then maybe add more based on the feedback we're getting. Um, for myself in the admissions role, um, I'd like to do more partnership with other affinity groups. So um, BBSA, PAD, HAND, you know, sort of identity, other identity-based affinity groups here at Darden to really think about intersectionality as we try to drive uh, more diverse folks into, into the doors here at Darden. So super excited about that. Um, I know I'll be working with the admissions folks over the summer and into the fall. So um, like I said, excited to continue the great work that was done last year and, and just push it forward. And that's one of the great things about student leadership at the University of Virginia is student, you know, student governance, right? Students are leading these organizations, really setting the tone for these organizations. So every board brings its own sort of spirit, accomplishes something that adds on to what the previous board did. So it's always, always fun to see what the organizations accomplish uh, when a new board comes along. So um, what are you looking forward to in, in the months ahead? Yeah, um, definitely looking forward to my DWC the most, I would say. So that stands for Darden Worldwide course, and they're offered during spring break, during fall break. Um, I think those are the main time periods. So I'm going to Japan for my DWC, and it's essentially like a week-long course in that country. There's some preparatory work involved, learning about the country, its its culture and its history. So that's been enjoyable so far. Um, and then when we're in the country, we're going to get to do company visits. We're going to get to explore a few different cities. So I know we spend a lot of time in Tokyo and then a little bit of time in Kyoto at the end. And then we're extending the trip a little bit. Um, a few There's a few different groups going to different places, but I'm in a group going to the Philippines. One of my good friends um, from Section A, she's from the Philippines, and she's taking a group of us to visit Manila, her hometown, and then we're going to the beaches together. So it'll be most of May, we'll all just be in Asia, which I've never been to before. So I'm nervous for the long flight, but super excited for the food, the culture, and just all the learning that's that's going to take place, as well as getting to know my classmates on this DWC even better. So you're going to go from the U.S. to Japan and then from Japan to the Philippines? Is that how yes. this will work? Yes. Wow, what a trip. Yeah, it's going to be, and I'm going to try to do it all out of a carry-on. So wish me luck. <laughs> wow, that's that's even probably another level of difficulty. You sort of think <laughs> about this like like figure skating or something, like the, the adding yeah. multiple flights, of course, just one piece of luggage. That's That's something. That's very impressive. Thank you. We'll see. Anything else that, you know, as you look towards second year that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, so after after all those travels, I'm going to be in Boston for the summer where I was before. And that's where my my parents are based now as well. Um, and so I'll be interning at Bain & Company in the Boston office. So super excited to sort of go back into the working world a little bit, um, have a five day work week. That'll be that'll be an adjustment. But I'm just excited to meet new people um, from different business schools and learn a lot and kind of get to apply what I've been learning in the classroom. And then going into second year, really be able to take classes that reflect the work I want to do after Darden and then also just deeper learning. So I know that there's like reading seminars and um, just really unique classes offered in the second year where I can really get my liberal arts energy out. Um and really just mentorship, honestly, with the first year. So 
I'm applying to be a second year coach, um, hopefully going to be a GWIB mentor. So I really want to work with the first years as much as I can to kind of pass on some of the knowledge that I've I've gained and um, just get to know them as well. For listeners who are less familiar with second year coaches, tell us a little bit about what that program is. Yeah. So second year coach, um, essentially it matches a first year with a second year, often by industry, not always. Um, so if you preference, hey, I'm really interested in consulting and general management, usually you'll get a second year coach assigned to you that um, may be interned in that field. Um, and the second year coach has four, about four coaches that they work with throughout the recruiting timeline that is applicable for that first year and helps them prepare for interviews, gives them advice on networking. Um, it can really be kind of whatever the coach and coachee set up as the relationship, but my coach in particular was instrumental in giving me advice on how to network. Um, I asked her all sorts of questions. So it, it was really, really helpful just to have someone there for you that had been through it before and could connect you with other second years too, who could also answer your questions. Yeah, it's a huge part of the knowledge transfer, second year to first year. It's a huge part of the Darden experience. We try to talk about it here on the podcast, but second year coach is a great example. You mentioned your involvement with the consulting club. That's also another place where that happens. Exactly. Yeah. So in consulting club, there's, you know, more industry specific mentorship. So um, later in the fall, when you're learning how to do the case interview, there'll be first and second year kind of matching um, signups where you can case with a second year, which to me, I used to get more nervous because I knew that they really knew how to do it and they could give me really helpful um, feedback that then I could apply with future case practices. Um, and also all the affinity groups have mentorship. So um, if you're in LASA or in BBSA, oftentimes they have mentorships built in. So I had a GWIB mentor who also recruited um, consulting. And so it's it's really nice. You can kind of build your network and you, the first years are great, but the second years to your point can really pass on that knowledge. And tell us, uh, try to be, bring people into this experience a little bit. So Case interviews may be new uh, for some of our listeners, but they may not know a ton about it, or maybe they just started to do some reading. What does it look like to practice a case interview with a second year student? Say you're in the consulting club and you're, you're practicing casing with them. What does that look like? Yes. And I hardly knew anything about casing myself. So I went in pretty blind. Um, first off, it doesn't really kick off until October. So over fall break, sometimes we refer to it as career break here at Darden, where um, we have consulting focused uh, preparation. It's called case camp. And it's two to three days of just learning, like, what is a case? How do I do it? What are the sections? What do I say? And so the best way after you've learned the steps is to just practice by doing. And so you and I would maybe get on a Zoom call or we'd sit in a learning team room and you would say, hey, you know, Allison, our client is thinking about acquiring this winery business. What are some things you'd like to know before advising the client on making the decision? And it just you just kind of stop talking. And then I have to ask you follow up questions like, tell me about the industry, you know, what's their business model like? And you sort of work together to then get to a recommendation or an answer for the client of whether or not to buy this company. And so I remember thinking, wow, you really just start with a question and then you like, you know, the interviewee has to be the one to sort of 
work with the interviewer to get some of the data out of them. Uh, and it seemed really intimidating. But like I said, when you kind of break it down and think of it more as a conversation and that they're on your side and more of a collaborative approach, um, it, it really becomes enjoyable and fun and a good mental exercise. I also do think that the case method in the classroom helps you for consulting case interviews. So Darden has that particular advantage where if you go to class and you stay engaged, you're also preparing for case interviewing because the way that we work through problems and come to a recommendation for the, the case protagonist is very similar, just more drawn out over an hour 20 rather than about 30 minutes. But that level of thinking, you're working on it even before you know that it's helping you for later case interviews. You typically know the question that they're going to ask you or have some idea of the question they'll ask you in a case interview? Nope. It's always a surprise. So that's why I, I like to plug uh, my liberal arts background, too, for preparing me for case interviewing, because um, a lot of it was kind of thinking on your feet and working with, you know, the professor would ask a discussion question and um, we wouldn't really know what in what direction the, the the discussion would go, but it was a good opportunity to practice using my voice in a smaller classroom setting um, to then prepare me for Darden and and interviewing. Yeah, so English major, I fully fully support everything you just yeah. just sh shared there. Uh, so a little bit more of a philosophical question for you, Allison. Uh, what has GWIB meant to you during your time at Darden? Yeah, GWIB has just been an awesome way to have a built-in network and a built-in community. We naturally have something in common already, which is that we're, we all identify as women and there's certain great things about that and certain challenges. Um, it's also been a great way to meet women from other countries. And so I have a different experience at Darden than maybe a woman from Nigeria or Ukraine, but through GWIB, we can sort of come together and find that common ground. Um, so it's just been an awesome way to build friendships, and also get to know second year members of GWIB as well um, through my role as a gender equity rep. And then also um, during Women in Business Week, which was a couple of weeks ago. So it's, it's fresh in my brain. There was a lot of fun activities like yoga, wine tasting, pottery class, things like that to build those connections. Um, and then we also have something called Capstone coming up in a couple of weeks which is a, a celebration at the end of the year with first year and second year women. Um, and so hopefully we're, we're already thinking about ways to get, to increase the level of integration among the classes to make sure that, you know, naturally you kind of may stick with your class. And at Darden, there's a lot of things that, you know, you take core with your, your, fir your first year class. And so we wanna make sure we're building those relationships across the classes as well. Well, last question for you here, Allison. I wonder if there's a piece of advice that you would share with our listeners, something you would encourage them to think about as they go forth on their own MBA journeys. Yeah, so I would say the biggest piece of advice too, just on deciding what business school is best for you is give yourself a lot of time to reflect and make that decision. And keep in mind that it's kind of your own personal relationship with what kind of factors do you want in a school um, and think about what's best for you. So like I said, for me, I really wanted to be outside of a city and I wanted a focus on academics, but that may not be the best fit for everyone. So doing that reflection to think about what do I want out of my MBA experience before diving into the application process, because, um, you know, you want to be intentional with what schools you're applying to and do that thinking beforehand. Um, 
Secondly, reflect on maybe what you want to do after business school. It can seem like, oh, I just want to put that off until I get there, which I definitely had the inclination as well. But it was helpful to have done some reflection over what type of work I thought would energize me, which compared to what type of work um, I knew I didn't want to do. And so then going into Darden and showing up on day one, I could be a little bit more targeted with my recruiting approach um, and then not have to do that on top of all the other things going on. Um, so those would be the two biggest pieces of advice I would give to prospective students. I think both great pieces of advice. I think one of the things I've heard pretty clearly from students here on this on this podcast is that self-reflection, understanding yourself, what's most important to you, certainly pays off during the application process. There's a million opinions out there on the internet about what you should do, this school, that school. Of course, at the end of the day, it's your MBA experience. And when you come to Darden, there's just so much opportunity. You look at all the career opportunities, the career events, all kinds of employers coming to ground and people being pulled in so many different directions. And so you wonder, gosh, do you, how do you keep, how do you figure out what's right for you and what, you know, what, what's the correct path? You can easily kind of feel like you're getting, you know, following the herd or whatever. So the more you can be aware of, you know, what's important to you, running your own race, whatever metaphor you, you want to use here. That's one of the things that we've heard pretty consistently here on the podcast. So I appreciate your, appreciate your mentioning it. Well, um, Allison, it's so so nice having you here, and good luck uh, to the GWIP board in the in the year ahead. Um, and gosh, I am totally envious of your trip to Japan and the Philippines. That sounds incredible. Thank you. I am really looking forward to everything that's ahead, and I appreciate you taking the time as well. And that was my interview with Allison Nebby, a student in our full-time MBA class of 2024 and the VP for Admissions for the Graduate Women in Business Club here at the Darden School of Business. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.